0: Hey y'all, have you ever wished your life was better and feel like you've tried a million things but just can't quite seem to get it there? Me too. In fact, I spent more than three decades searching for ways to make my life better, but nothing lasted until I finally found the missing piece. I'm Stacy Danford, an educational neuroscientist obsessed with helping you understand how your brain is without a doubt the secret ingredient to achieving a better life. Come join me for a mental makeover. Hey y'all, welcome back to a mental makeover. The podcast, it's a little bit of joy, a little bit of science, and a whole lot of fun. Today's podcast is absolutely not what I was going to talk about. <laughs> I had a whole other plan set for myself, and I am just going to switch gears because I am in the middle of a mental meltdown of sorts with my own self. And I know that I'm not the only person who struggles with this. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to go talk about it. What we're going to talk about today is having too much stuff. I struggle with this so badly. And I cannot even tell you how many times I've cleaned out, cleaned up, reorganized got rid of clutter and somehow we still have so much stuff so here's what started this whole adventure is last week matter of fact I think I talked about it on last week's podcast my teenage son had six of his friends ended up spending the night I think there were more that were here but some didn't spend the night to record music for their first album. It was so much fun to listen to all these boys bring their musical instruments, but let me just tell you, it was loud in this house. There was a an entire drum set, a bass guitar, which my son plays, there were two electric guitars, there were bongos, there were singers, Then my son was also playing the clarinet. There were the tongue drum. I didn't even know what that was until last weekend. Tambourines, maracas. (laughs) It was really loud. Anyway, I had to move everything out of his room as far as furniture so they could do their little music studio in his room. So we had to take the bed out, we had to take the dresser out, and it was just, you know, lined wall to wall with musical instruments. So I have had the leftover remains of all these beds in the floor, cots. Uh, We shifted beds against the wall so we could get a twin bed mattress on the ground. And all of this has been all over the place all week long, driving me crazy. And I was so busy that I didn't have time to just get in there and, you know, get the sheets done, get the beds moved back. And so my son said, mom, I want to rearrange my room. Now that I had all that stuff out of here, I really want to do things differently because he's been sleeping in the guest room for a week and then all of his computer and, you know, all of his musical production equipment and his instruments are all still in his bedroom. And at first he said, I think I'm going to leave it like that. I just want to sleep in here. Well, then now he decided he hated it. He wanted a bigger bed in his room, plus all this musical equipment. So I had to really, I cut up little pretend furniture on pieces of paper and I took the measurements of the furniture and then I took the measurements of his room and I rearranged and rearranged. I came up with, I have to say, a fabulous plan. but. Here's what this podcast is about. All the stuff that he does not want back in his room, that's in the floor in the living room, it's on the kitchen table, all the junk that we dumped out of drawers, you know, clothes he thought he had to have that he no longer wants and that, you know, he was like, "Mom, I don't even want that. Don't put it back in my closet. It takes up too much space." So what this really has got me thinking about for the umpteenth time is our desire to have more and our thought process that more is better. And year before last, I read the book, The Molecule of More. And we will link that in the show notes because it's hands down one of my favorite books ever. It's one of those books that you just read that you're like, wow, wow, I needed that. I needed to understand why I always want more, more shoes, more purses, more flowers in the backyard, more jewelry, more, 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 more. Yet when I get it, the joy of it wears off after a while. So while we were cleaning all this stuff out of my son's room, And then right now, literally as I speak, my living room floor is full of all the stuff he no longer wants because he too has decided that more would be better than really enjoying what you have. So we're going to talk about that today and how you have probably also been tricked by your brain's natural processes to think that more is better. So when I read this book by Dr. Lieberman, and again, we will link it in the show notes because I highly, highly recommend it. It's also on Audible if you want to um, listen to it. But what he discovered is our brains naturally think that more is better. Let's let's really think about that. More is better. So therefore, less is worse. Less means you don't have enough money. Less means you don't have enough surplus. You don't have enough clout. You don't have enough social standing. You don't have enough of something to have more. This process they think originated in the beginning with food that you were either hungry or you had enough. And if you had more, that would curtail the possibility that you would starve or you would go hungry. However, almost no one in this day and time, you know, is fighting for their food. Now, yes, there are people who do not have enough to eat, but most of us are not, you know, hunting and trying to gather our own food. But that process, that thinking, that wiring system still remains in our brain to think that more is better than less. Well, years and years ago, I used to teach elementary school, and I can tell you firsthand that addition is much easier for children than subtraction, even though the processes are the same. 2 plus 2 is 4 is by far easier for children to comprehend than 4 minus 2 equals 2. And I can tell you, literally, I experienced that for years when we would teach subtraction. And kids just had a really hard time with it. The same goes for older children when you look at multiplication versus division. It's the same processing but one is getting more and one is getting less and less registers as more difficult and less enjoyable to us all, whether it's math or whether it's shoes or whether it's musical equipment. So let's look at what your brain is doing and what you can do in your practical everyday life And I'm going to tell you my big fat lie that I told to myself and my own personal struggles. So let me just tell you right now, my lie. Last year at this exact time, I decided that 2022 was going to be my year of less. And I was going to not shop at all and buy myself any new stuff for a whole entire year. Well, let me just tell you, I did not accomplish that goal whatsoever. And I I used to say that it was an epic fail. I now don't feel like it was a failure. Yes, I did not accomplish the goal, but I learned so much about myself and this desire for more. So everybody out there who wants more of something, this is what your brain is doing. So we we set a goal for ourselves, like maybe you've decided you wanted less food, less sugar, less coffee, less alcohol, less shoes, less purses, whatever it is. Instantly, your brain starts trying to hoard or gather more of it before it becomes scarce for you. So for those of you out there who set maybe goals for yourself for 2023 to eat less sugar or to drink less or watch tv less be very careful in how you word that because the word less itself is going to signal things in your brain that more just does not it's really important And I didn't realize this when I was making this goal for myself, my year of less, that I was setting myself up to struggle because every time I thought about less, I was creating this fear mindset and setting off a chemical reaction in my brain. So if you are wanting to eat less sugar, I would suggest that you are going to tell yourself you're going to eat more healthy. If you are trying to drink less alcohol, I would say you're also going to drink more of other options or have more non-alcoholic options. The same way that I stumbled when I said, I'm buying no more shoes, no more, no more. And your brain, when you start going, oh my gosh, I can't have any more. You start that fear feeling of, I have to gather up everything I'm ever going to have because I can't, I can't get anymore. I can't shop. So I decided that 2023 was, I'm not going to make any ridiculous year long goals for myself. First of all, because that's a long time for your brain to see the results. There's something in your brain called the lag effect. And I think we've talked about this before, but your brain automatically loves associations of cause and effect. Like if you touch a hot stove instantly, the effect is you burned your hand. It's hot. You jerk your hand away. Uh, For any women out there who burned your neck or your ear on a curling iron, like you jerk it away quickly. There's an immediate cause to an immediate effect. Eating healthy, you don't have that. It's a long time. There is a lag between what you chose to do and the actual effect of it or the result that you get. So once again, I was setting myself up for failure By first of all, creating a goal that was way too difficult from where I was to where I wanted to be. And second of all, setting myself up for failure by creating a year long before I was able to celebrate or see my success. So this year, I'm not doing that. That's one of the things I learned is to create reachable goals for myself. So I'm doing quarters this year instead of a year long. I also realized that anytime I use the, the thought process of less, I'm going to give myself a chemical reaction, which I do not want. So in Dr. Lieberman's book, The Molecule of More, he talks about how that more gives us this dopamine rush which everybody out there has probably heard about dopamine now what it does to you it signals you know reward and it's a feel good chemical we we want that feeling that dopamine gives us it's excitement it's you know the cravings of all the things we get whether that's shoes sex drugs alcohol rock and roll whatever it is it's the craving chemical But here's what he discovered, is we used to think that dopamine, oxytocin, serotonin, and endorphins, those are the four feel-good chemicals. So if you think about the acronym DOSE, you want a dose of feel-good. So the D is dopamine, O is oxytocin, S is serotonin, E is endorphins. We thought for years and years, and people have taught it, including myself, that these four chemicals work together. But what his research showed is they do not. That dopamine is the wanting, but oxytocin, serotonin, and endorphins is the having. And it's the enjoying what you have instead of always wanting more. So let me repeat that again because it's really important for you to understand your brain is processing wanting And having very, very differently. When I learned this, I was just like, oh my gosh, no wonder I have failed so many times because the want is the huge rush of dopamine that we all love. It feels good, we get excited about it. It's just so much of a burst of chemicals, you know, wanting a cup of coffee and you want it, but you do not, do you remember even having it? Like (laughs) there's been several times that I've, you know, wanted a burrito from Taco Bueno and I get all excited when they put extra onions and extra cheese. And then I'll be, you know, driving home and I'll look down and I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm on the last bite like I wanted more. I didn't enjoy having it, but I could have almost clawed my dashboard out with the wanting it because the wanting is such a huge burst of chemicals. The dopamine is strong and anytime you want anything, literally anything, when you want it, your brain, your body is dopamine is running all through you, which is what makes it so hard to stop because the dopamine is really strong. So this is where he talks about learning to enjoy what you already have, because in your brain, there's also something called the novelty effect. And so anything new is, it's novel to you. It's exciting when you get a new car, it's this, oh my gosh, it's so fun. It smells great. Nobody's ever gonna eat in it. Y'all are gonna keep it clean. You have to get all the backpacks out and all the stuff. But after a while, the novelty, the dopamine wears off and it's just a car. That's when you have to train your brain to enjoy what you already have by reminding yourself why you got it, what you loved about it in the first place. This is where my research on gratitude and how savoring things activates the chemicals in your brain to help you enjoy what you already have, to savor it. But this is what is fascinating. From someone like me, who's been divorced multiple times, I wish I would have understood this sooner. I wish I would have known the processes in my brain. Instead of thinking I was broken, I was messed up, I was a failure. I so deeply wish I would have known my brain was doing what my brain was designed to do I just didn't have the rule book and I wasn't working with the right information. I thought I was messed up. So in marriages, he talks about also, this is part of what people say when they say, you no longer make me happy. Wow. I have said that myself. I have felt that myself. I've been on the other end of that where someone said that about me, not realizing the novelty of what it started off to be had worn off and I was not teaching myself to savor what I already have instead of wanting more, more of what makes me happy, the more excitement The more of the, you know, the rush when you're dating and you're first married and, you know, you have all the exciting things or when you're first having children, that wears off. And anybody who's old enough realizes we have a different mindset as we get older about the things that bring us joy, but even those wear off unless... You teach your brain to enjoy what you already have. So, today, as I'm sitting here looking at this yuck stuff in the floor in my living room that he said he no longer wants because he enjoys other things, I realized that I am responsible for a great deal of that. First of all, because I bought it for him. Second of all because he's watched me. We teach without teaching and I unknowingly taught him that more was better. And even if you're just going to enjoy it for a, you know, a day, it's worth the money cuz it's so much fun instead of teaching him to savor and really enjoy what you already have. So note to myself and a lesson for us all make note of what you have and really think about what would happen if it were gone you know the so many times when people pass away or you know their homes maybe they lose something in some kind of destruction tornado fire or hurricanes And we lose the little things. Those are the things that we wish we had back, but yet we didn't really appreciate them while we had them. So, as I continue to clean out and clear out, I'm not going to trick myself into saying that I'm never going to buy another thing because I know that's false. But I will tell you one of the most valuable lessons I learned in last year's. Unreached goal is I questioned every purchase. Every time I would, you know, take something to the checkout and and purchase it, I would stop and ask myself, Stacy, is this the wanting or will you enjoy having it? Because the two sets of chemicals and the two sets of brain wiring are very, very different. And my son and I have really been talking about that over this last week as as we've been going through all of the stuff in his room. Remember how much you wanted this? Now you don't. Let's don't purchase anything else that we don't really realize I'm going to be able to enjoy this for a longer period of time. Because we get caught up in society's Desire for more. And, you know, sometimes we buy 20 things because they're cheap and they break, they wear off, you know, we don't like them anymore, they ruin instead of buying one thing, maybe of quality that we can really, really enjoy, including your relationships. We also started working on that last year, too, and realized how quickly that novelty fades in so many things. You know, even dinner, you know, we eat it so quickly and then everybody gets up and all that's left are the dirty dishes. And you're like, wow, we were all wanting dinner, but did we really sit and enjoy it? Did we savor what we have or were we so busy wanting that we forget what we already have? So my encouragement for you is to all think about what you have including relationships, including the things in your home, and think about ways that you can really savor and really enjoy what you already have instead of always wanting more. Because I read a little statistic today that I sent out on my text community, and it says that The average life expectancy now has gone down in the United States to 78 years old. But the average retirement age has gone up to 67 years old, which means we really only have 11 years to enjoy all that we've worked on our entire life. That's pretty powerful the age of expectancy is 78, but the age of retirement is 67. 11 years. We worked and worked and worked and worked to get to a place where we can now enjoy what we always wanted, which was retirement and freedom. I really that hit me really hard today and i I sent out my message to my community to let's all make a goal for 2023 to enjoy today take one item and really enjoy it today let's don't wait until we retire to start enjoying what we already have so today i sat with my favorite coffee cup in my favorite chair in my favorite room in the house with the sunshine coming in and i was really conscious to savor what i have instead of letting my brain trick me into always wanting more thank you so much for joining us this week if you would like to be a part of our text community i send out a message every monday morning for your monday motivation i only send it once a week so i'm not going to bombard you but Text the word more to 817 242 6831. Again, text the word more to 817 242 6831. And I would be so excited to send you a motivational brain message on Monday morning. Until next week, I will see you soon. Have a wonderful, wonderful week and Remember, your brain power is your superpower, but only if you know how to use it.